right, your mom friends, Jenna and I are back, episode two. Um, We're now officially coming to you from two different states. Boo. I mean, yay. (laughs) (laughs) I have these feelings. (laughs) We still don't know how we feel about it yet. Mostly uh, boo. Um, Mostly I'm excited for you, but currently my current state for myself personally is boo. (laughs) Yeah, fair. I would say my three-year-old would agree. We were on our way to school this morning and just like listening to the Lion King, like belting it out at the top of her lungs. And then it it like paused. It was like in between songs. And she just goes, I miss Julia. No. That was it. (laughs) So we like stopped the music and we're like, oh, like, you know, we miss the, you know, Van Claverins too. And kind of talked about it. And we're like, maybe we can FaceTime them this weekend. And she's like, or I could send Julia a text message. And I was like, "Hmm." get out. <laughs> like on what phone? Child? You dictate. Uh, I'll type. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was pretty cute. But yeah, I think I think a lot of our our group is is feeling that way. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, I think it will be really great. I also there's this book. Actually, I don't know if I ever told you this. There's this book about a class and it's called All Are Welcome Here. It's a very sweet little book about inclusivity and just like in this school setting. And I think as an educator, you would probably really love it. And there's actually, I think it's supposed to be a little boy, but they have um, blonde hair and they're tall and skinny. And Mm -hmm. every single time we read the book, Julia, every page she sees this little boy goes, Ira, Ira. Ira. And so we read it last night and she was like, I miss Ira. Oh, I know. It just breaks so your heart a little bit, doesn't it? It totally does. So I'm like, why did we move here? Like she had her best friend and I ripped her away. Like, how dare I? Oh, Katie. I know. I, I know. don't want you to feel that way. I mean, I get it, but I get it's really, really hard, but there were, there are a lot of really good reasons for the move. Totally. And, you know, like they will get used to it. It just takes a little time. They will. They will. I just like, I, I want to make sure that like we can continue to get them together, have them communicate so they can be little friends forever. And obviously I, us too. I totally agree. And they're going like, to listen to this podcast and then make their own podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But really there are some super cute podcasts with like parents and kids. And I feel like maybe there's something there. <laughs> Maybe we can do like guest interviews. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Okay. Put it on the idea list. Put it in the future episodes agenda. Um, get the girls on the podcast. That's a great idea. Yeah. So I guess so you, I guess that kind of rolls into our, our second point here, talking about like our life updates. So what's your what's your life update? Well, my life update is that Thea, the little one, is teething. Mm. And so that means <laughs> none of us are really getting a, a, an appropriate amount of sleep. <laughs> and it also means that nap times have become just a little bit hellish. And we haven't really talked about our, our, second, um, our second babies yet. I think we will. But uh, I will just say, spoiler alert, super chill. 
but not right now. <laughs> so that's been the, that's my life update hmm. for today. Okay. What's your life update? Life update, I only have one pan. Um, so, so, we moved into our new house on Monday and none of our stuff is here, but I have one pan. That is, that is how, like, our dinner table is our two, like, my, our Yeti cooler. And, Stop. Yes, because none of our stuff is here. We have the top to our table, but not the legs. I was like, Rich, where are the legs? And he was like, they're in the moving truck. Where are the legs? Listener, so, we both just did the same hand motion of, like, a, a dramatic, upset Italian woman. Where are the legs? Where are the legs? So, so we're basically like camping Jeez. in our house, which is like, it's fine. We have what we need, right? Like our mattresses are here. Like we brought a bunch of the girls toys out yesterday and it's fine. It's just like when I tried to cook dinner yesterday, I was like, oh, oh. one day, one day. This presents some challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's my life update. I have oh, one thing. <laughs> so we're both in the thick of it, respectively. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Let's see here. Oh, all right. Well, now we're going <laughs> to switch gears from our life updates and talk about a subject that needs no introduction. Pumping. Oh, that's my other life update. Yeah. Okay. So what's going on? So I am still pumping. Thea is five and a half months. Okay. Um, not seven months. <laughs> um, we just got left. <laughs> close. Getting closer every day. Um, right before I joined this podcast, I had this truly frustrating experience that you and I know all pumping moms out there will relate to. In the morning, I usually can pump about five ounces, which is great because that's a bottle. So check for the day. This morning, for no reason whatsoever, I only pumped three. And I am just like, well, there goes my pumping plan for the day because now it's a minor inconvenience, as you know, right? I have a frozen stash we will make it work, but it's just annoying because I don't want to be pumping at all, at all. And then I do it and it takes 10 to 15 minutes and you have to get everything set up and you have to, you know, get hooked up. And I don't have the nice little hands-free pump that goes in the bra, you know, so there's a little more to do with it. And then I only pump three ounces, which is frustrating because I want to pump more even though I don't want to be pumping at all. (laughs) I'm going to be pumping. I want it to work, right? And then you have to clean everything. Yeah. And, you know, half an hour later, I have not even a full bottle for the baby. And it's frustrating. It's just, I don't want to have to be doing it anymore. But I also want to be able to give her that. So I don't really have, like... I don't have, I'm not sure where I'm at with that. I had originally thought I might be coming to the end where I might allow myself to stop pumping um, after the, the girls and I's trip to Kentucky because she's going to be six months. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm not sure she's going to be ready for solids at that point because she's not really setting up yet. So I was like, well, maybe I'll keep going, even though I really don't want to. I don't know. Hmm. What did you do? Well, I, I don't know. I can never remember. <laughs> what I do Fair remember enough. is like bottom line, if you've been breastfeeding and then you have to pump, like pumping sucks compared to <laughs> breastfeeding your kid, like period. <laughs> yeah, That's it. so true. But I'm trying to think. So Ira, I pump, I don't remember when I even started. But like I had, I felt like I had a decent, decent stash for Ira and Evie's I thought I did, but then I really didn't. And then mm. she was done. I think Ira went till 13 months and then Evie went until eight months. So I, I don't know how much I pumped, but that's like the points I got them to where they really then, Evie went to formula for a little bit after that. And Ira just was like cold turkey done with everything. So I don't know how much, how much of your freezer stash do you think you have? I think I still probably have about half of it, but if I used it exclusively for daycare, I think it's about three weeks of daycare. Mm. Cause right now I typically like pump shy of two bottles worth a day. And then I only need to use one freezer bag to supplement, Okay, but she takes three bottles at daycare. So I need 15 ounces every day. So it's going to go fast. Yeah. And, mm. oh, this is really cool. I didn't, they didn't do this before because of COVID, but they have formula there now. Oh, sweet. So you can actually bring bottles, just empty bottles that they keep. And then they use their formula and then clean the bottles. And it's in the charge of, it's, it's incorporated into the charge. Well, so I was like. It's so nice. So I was like, okay, am I ready to say I'm done with my pumping journey and hope that that means I can still breastfeed her morning, noon, and night, and she gets formula at daycare? Mm. And does that feel okay to me? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I mean, you can think about like phasing it too, where you still pump and try to get one bottle a day and then the other bottle is formula at daycare. Oh, that's a good idea. Kind of wean, wean off. Yeah, that's a really good idea. How did Evie transition to formula? Like, did she, was she okay with it? Uh, she kind of had to be. I, I had stopped pumping because pumping sucks and then... <laughs> used used my entire freezer stash and like I don't know okay here's here's the second kid things is like all of a sudden stuff just like happens and then you're like oh so we just like ran out of yeah. our freezer stash and then we're like yeah. oh crap like, oh. We need something <laughs> to give this baby um, yeah. so that's how we did how did you make the decision to stop pumping with Evie? I just got sick of it. I got you so got tired. Of it. Yeah. And like, I was still doing the morning one because I felt like the morning one was like the most productive throughout the day. And so for a while, yeah. I was just like, forget it. I'm just going to do the morning one. 
it's when I feel the best. And then just kind of was like, you know what, this sucks. I hate pumping into this cold plastic thing. Like I'm done. <laughs> it I don't know. Terrible. Yeah. It's just <laughs> so unrewarding. Like I know that the milk goes to my kid, but it's like, just cut out the middleman, right? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so with you. I like the idea of only pumping in the morning and perhaps I can just allow myself that permission to just pump once, be like, I've done it for the day. I've done my due diligence and then go through the freezer stash as I go through it. Yeah. And it's so weird because like you, A, you feel like you have to give yourself permission to do that, but B, there's like weird guilt that comes along with it. And it's like, why is that there? Like, I'm still breastfeeding my kid multiple times a day. They're still eating multiple times at daycare. They're going to start solids. Like, I don't know why that is or where it comes from, but it is like a sucky time. It is. And I also am worried that stopping pumping is going to greatly impact my milk supply. And then I won't be able to keep breastfeeding her because what happened with Julia is when she was about six months, she went on a milk strike, which for moms out there who have not had their baby go through milk strike, that's where she was like, no, thank you. I'm not interested in drinking your milk anymore, even though she was only six months old and it impacted my supply. Those, just those few days impacted my supply so much. I never really recovered. And she was exclusively on formula at seven months because I just yeah. didn't have anything left for her. And yeah. I'm scared that that's going to happen again. Not because I feel like I need she needs breast milk specifically because formula is also a really great source of nutrition. You got to feed the baby, but because I'm not sure I'm ready to be done. Right. I don't know. It's a really complex time. Actually, it's complicated and it's hard. It is. I wonder. So right now, sorry, how many times are you pumping twice? You said. Yeah, I pump twice a day. I, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I guess I don't know what would happen to the milk supply. How much do you get in like your afternoon one? Like a pittance. <laughs> yeah, that's why I almost wonder. Like, like, it does. I, I don't know if that would really matter. I don't know. Yeah, that's true because I'm not really getting anything anyway. Like, I don't think, you know, how at this point, like when your baby is, I think, what do they say, over a couple of months old, your body transitions to provide milk on demand at about mm. like three months. And that's why you have that first like hormonal dip is your body's like, you only need milk when you need it. I don't think my body does that for pumping. I don't really know that anybody's does. No, so it's, it's, it only really gets to that point when my body is like, you're going to feed the baby, not pump. So I think I'm just done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, do it. <laughs> Forget you, pump. I'm moving on. I'm like looking over at it right now, sitting on the counter, <laughs> crying. <laughs> so that's that's pumping. That's kind of where I'm at with that. I want to be able to keep breastfeeding. I don't want to have to keep pumping. Um, and I have the most flexible workplace ever. It's never been an issue. And I am like, how are there women out there that like 
don't even have that and still make it like I don't know women are mm-hmm. just incredible yeah I agree mm. yeah okay pumping <laughs> no here's the other spoiler alert is the kids figure it out right like you figure it out and the kids are gonna figure it out does it make like the process easier no but like everybody figures it out that is so true and very reassuring <laughs> i have often said about myself like i could overthink myself into a corner better than anybody on the planet and I wish I just felt a little bit more chill about all of these decisions, but they feel so important because there's nothing more important in the world than your kids. Yep. And so it's like, I would move heaven and earth to make sure that they have the best start, the best life that they ever could possibly have. And why does that value of mine enmesh so tightly with breastfeeding? I don't know where that comes from, but it does cause a lot of guilt. Yeah. For sure. I wonder if like part of it is like instinctual, you know, like biological. Yeah, right. Like that's what your body does when you're having you have a baby, right? Is they then Mm -hmm. feed that baby? I don't know, but that is yeah, just spot on with that. I Um, bet you're right. hmm. I bet people. Uh, other non-medical doctors have studied it, I bet. Probably. Non-medical doctors. (laughs) Or maybe even medical doctors. Who knows? People smarter than me, I'll just say. (laughs) Well, I feel like we've talked a lot about our second... Well, I feel like I've talked a lot about Thea this morning just because... I'm currently pumping and breastfeeding. Should we introduce our number two, our second, <laughs> our second little ones in for the podcast community? Yeah, number two is not poop. Not poop. Not that number two. <laughs> number two, the other. Although yeah. also that. <laughs> yeah, I think like it's just like number two. I feel like is just so different in so many ways <laughs> that I don't even know like how to best introduce <laughs> number two. Yeah. I other mean, that's than, very fair. Other than she's, she's essentially me. What a <laughs> tiny person, right? Like she really is. She, you know, Ira is like a lean blonde haired green bean. Gumby, kind oh. of Gumby. She like, totally. you know, like, yeah, like she flexes. Totally. And then Evelyn is like, <laughs> is basically like a walking little like brick, like a toddler brick. <laughs> I would not describe you as a walking large brick, but you are right. Evelyn <laughs> is a little, she's like a little tank. <laughs> she is. She she's the cutest little tank ever. <laughs> oh, she is. And like, so okay this is this is how you describe number two evelyn has cute little bangs and she doesn't have like a the cowlick it's just so her head is like perfect for bangs you know and so i have to trim the bangs like Mm -hmm. once a week because i don't there's something about that kid's hair that i don't know if all kids are like this but it grows 
so fast. Well, have you seen your hair? You have like That's so true. much god dang hair. So I'm going to cut her bangs the other day and I like get her in this little spot and I, I don't remember I think I gave her a toothbrush because she like really she just started cutting like the oh. like, canines. Yeah. Which Ouch. again, teething, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't end at infancy. <laughs> it one never ends. It seems to never end. <laughs> also, before we keep going down the haircutting story, you know how like they're supposed to have like four front bottom teeth? Uh-huh. She only has three. Really? Like there isn't a fourth one? I, it, there's currently not a fourth one. And based on my, my dentist father's uh, assessment, there's only going to be three, which is like, it's cute. Um, but yeah. You, so, is that going to translate into adulthood for her? Or I don't, I don't know. He was just oh like, there's only three down here. I was like, she yeah, just I only know. has three of them? So she's got, she'll have these and then three in the middle? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's adorable. I know, right? Okay, yes. so I'm sitting here with this little toddler and I'm telling her, okay, like Evelyn, I'm going to, you know, trim your bangs. And she's got her little toothbrush and I'm like combing them. And I'm like, every time I take the comb through the bang, she like looks up. So the hair like runs through, so I can't trim them. And so like, how do I get you to not move your head without like, like I can't do it all at once, right? No, you don't have enough hands. And so essentially I like had seen that thing and I I think it's like curtain bangs where you like pull them together and then you like twist them. So that's like, I was at like widow's peak of bangs right now. It's, like, it's not like bad, but like I can tell that like the ones in the middle are shorter than a curtain now. Um, and I feel like that sums up toddlerhood. I mean, yeah, and second babies generally, for second sure. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I still go to school and I still do this. And... <laughs> I've done my best and therefore that's where we're at right now. Um, I I definitely agree. Second babies are very different. Yeah. And so are we. Yes. And I think that's honestly a lot of it is that we're really different now. Really? Like how many times when you had Julia, did you just like wake up in the middle, middle of the night and like make sure to check that she was breathing? And then with Evelyn, I was just like, yep, put her down. Yep. All right. It's morning. <laughs> Honestly, every single night, multiple times a night, is Julia still sleeping? Thea, mm-hmm. I have never done that. No. Not one time. The other thing that I was like, Oh, wow. I, I didn't do that either is her bassinet comes with, came with a sheet mm. and it had little, like little holes through the sheet that you could Velcro it down and onto underneath the bassinet. So it was like as secure as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Diligently. Every time with Julia, I was like, gotta Velcro the thing, gotta Velcro the sheet to make sure that it doesn't somehow get untucked or yeah. that she somehow gets underneath the mattress which by the way is not human i'm sh- it is surprising to me that it's humanly possible <laughs> that that could happen with the <laughs> i'm not even sure i know where that sheet is <laughs> to be honest because i only use 
muslin blankets and I tuck them underneath the mattress and her body weight holds it down and I'm like, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. That, that pretty much, that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? You know, like yeah. all the things that you worried about with the first one, like none of that, none, none of it at all. None no, it. none of it. I sometimes have, speaking of mom guilt, I sometimes have this guilt of both wishing for each respective baby that I could have been more like the mom that I was for each of them. Mm -hmm. So it like flip flops. Sure. Not just that I wish I could be the mom I am for Thea with Julia, but that I still had some more of that. Yeah. Like not worry, but just really super hyper intentionality and like all that time and all that effort and energy that I would like could just exclusively pour onto Julia more of that for Thea too. So it's like, yeah. either way, danged if you do, danged if you don't, I guess. Totally. Well, it's really interesting to think about, right? Is like the time that you have with Julia is like never time you'll have with Thea, right? But that like chillness you have with Thea is something you'll never have with Julia. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting kind of flip-flop there. Gosh, I mean, honestly, do we ever give ourselves a moment rest? No, absolutely not. Never. No, never. <laughs> do you want to tell us about Evie? I would love to tell everyone about Evie. Evie, so because Ira was an, I'll call it unexpected C-section. Unplanned unplanned c-section mm -hmm. evie was a planned uh c-section which was kind of weird because you essentially like pick their birthday um which kind of an right like oh okay like this is the day so what i will say perks perks you literally like show up and then like two hours later you have a baby right like as opposed to 30 something hours where you're doing whatever. And then all of a sudden you have a baby and you've also been up for 30 hours. This was like, I got eight hours of sleep. I rolled into the hospital at five 30. She was born at seven 30 AM. Um, so, so nice. Right. That, that, yeah, piece that part's was, really nice. Yeah. So I felt much, uh, more rested. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, he became into the world this like, jet black hair just like chubber cheeks like <laughs> cute little pumpkin not that ira wasn't but evie was born i feel like closer to that 40 week mark whereas ira's yeah. 38 and you know that's a little different um so she was a little sizable we'll say <laughs> when she entered the world um but i remember that first night like i I slept for 45 minutes that first night Ooh. because she was like an eater. Oh, so yeah. she, as soon as they like brought her over to me, she like wanted to nurse. And so the, the cause you can't feel your arms. So you're like laying there on this table, like boobs out. And then, so the nurse <laughs> puts Evie like on me and like, you know, obviously like Rich and I are both crying and like Evie's like just right here, just like, 
trying to get after it and We're immediately rooting. Right. And so I remember like, I don't know what like the nurse said, but like she kind of lifted Evie off of me, like, oh, thinking like, oh, maybe she's kind of done. And Evie's face just being like purple because she wasn't breathing because oh. she was like smack on my boob, right? And so then the nurse was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know, I can't do anything. But just yeah, I'm just laying here. We <laughs> figured it out. And she she was so she was like eating every two hours. So you know it's like you feed them and then you like get something to eat, but you also like want to hold them. And then also, you know, you're like sliced open in the middle. And so then yeah. that's hard because you got to like get a quick walk or stand up or whatever. And then it was like the next time I sat down, it was like time to feed her again. And so yeah. I had like so many issues. I felt like with Evie with like really bad nipple chafe and nipple cracking. And I remember those silver plates. Yes. That and that was get. like the saving grace. We're like basically like silver spoons that I wore for like four months. <laughs> Didn't you keep them in the freezer? Yes. Oh, they felt so good. And then good. you would like put them like in your bra frozen. Yeah. And it just looks like I had THO like all the time. Like <laughs> But again, you like don't care. And I would just wear them around, right? Amazing. Um, but she she ate like that for like weeks. Um, yeah. And so there was a lot of crying breastfeeding um there was a lot of like you know when you like hold your breath like because the lat you know the latch is gonna hurt like it was it was really rough um both for myself and for my nipples um but your once poor, poor nipples. Barrier, what your poor nipples oh it was terrible it was it was so rough um i'm so sorry yeah there's and, and like it's so interesting because like I went multiple times to the lactation consultant because I was like, this should not hurt this bad. Also, I've already had a kid who nursed for 13 months. Like, why is this like this? And she's like, you know, she's like, sometimes it just happens. She goes, I have five kids. And she said, I had no issues breastfeeding until my last kid. And she's like, it was like what you have, but for six months straight. And she's like, and then all of a sudden, like, she goes, I just woke up one day and it was like, fine. It had like healed and then it was good. And so it's like, okay, I don't know what that is. That's unbelievable. Second kid. But yeah, it was like, I said, not as tiring labor wise. Um, yeah. But kind of cool that like both Rich and I got to spend so much time with her and we're not like zombies. Um, and the best part about a second kid is how excited our first kiddo was to meet the second kid. Like mm. I, I'll never forget like the sound she made when we walked in the door and like my parents were obviously at home watching her. It was like this squeal of excitement that was like shrieking ear piercing <laughs> well, like, for the coolest reason, right? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then she just said, hold her. I want to hold her. I want to hold her. Like, okay. And then the first kid holding the second kid is like super cute, but also like terrifying because they're like, you know, seven yeah, pounds. Yeah, like I'm also tiny. <laughs> this baby weighs half of me. 
yeah. Can I just hold her? <laughs> hold her, hold her. Yeah, so that is that is our second. That is Evelyn May. What is Evelyn like mm. these days? Who is she as a little person? She is talking, and so she's like, she says words, but like she just repeats them. So wah 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 wah. <laughs> or she'll go up, 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 and then lately, you know, our okay. So Ira's super into Frozen. We all know this. We Frozen. do. We are. <laughs> We're in it. Fairly <laughs> certain she thinks she's Elsa, and so. Oh. Like anytime Evie sees like Frozen, she just goes Elsa, 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 and just constantly repeating. Yeah. So that's been that's fun. Yeah, she's so she's saying saying a lot of words. Um, sometimes like two syllable words, which is cute, and like I'll call it kind of running, kind of like toddler. <laughs> like it's almost like a horse. It's kind of like a giddy up. Thing. <laughs> Like a horse. Yeah, like a horse. So yeah, that's what's cute. That's what's going on. Oh, oh, yeah. Evie. Oh, Evie. I think oh, she yeah. might be one of the cutest little kids I've ever seen. <laughs> She's such a peanut. It's adorable. She's so cute. <laughs> There's something about that kid, man. Yeah. All right, let's see it up. Let's see it up. So. Thea, I also had a planned C-section um, because of a couple of reasons, not because I had to have a C-section with my first, like you did with Ira, but because she was, they were concerned that she was going to be really big, like Julia was, and that obviously caused a lot of tearing and issues for my first, uh, first labor, and so they ha were like, well, because your first was so big. <laughs> let's have you come in for a sizing ultrasound at 35 weeks, um, which was really cool because she really looked like a baby in there, like mm -hmm. really a baby <laughs> versus, you know, in those early ultrasounds, you're like, you're baby like, but you're still yeah. pretty like a, like you look like a fetus. <laughs> um, yeah. But at 35 weeks, you know, they could be born without like, not without some complications, but you know, they really are more like a baby at that mm -hmm. point. Anyway. Uh, she was breech at 35 weeks and um i they wanted me to come back to see if she was still breech because they were like she could flip at this point um and at 38 weeks she 37 or 38 weeks she hadn't um they have this thing that they can do called fundal massage where they literally like partially give you like some sedation and then they like physically try to push your belly, push the baby around in your belly. Mm. Um, it doesn't always work. It can actually induce labor, which was stressful to me. Um, and with that, we were worried she would be big anyway. We were like, maybe we just opt for a C-section because I had mm. some, you know, indications that it could be an appropriate procedure. Anyway. Thea flip-flopped a couple more times mm -hmm. and we were like, let's just call it, I'm going to pick her birthday. Um, so we went in, again, got a good night of sleep the night before, went in in the morning. She was born at 9.20. I, my arms were not numb like yours were. Um, I was able to like, there's a picture of me where I can get my hand like, and I'm holding her 
Uh, she, again, same as Evie, came out the womb and was like, give me the boob. Just right away on the boob. But the thing I'll never forget is the surgeon, Dr. Campbell, um, when they pulled her out of me, um, he went, oh, she did not like that I did that. And then the next thing I hear from the other side of the curtain is her crying pissed and then he, he yeah. you know holds her up mm. over the curtain on this side of the curtain you know they pull it down a little bit and then he's like look at how mad she is <laughs> and she was she had this like like so mad like uh, why would you take me out of mm. there i was warm and comfortable <laughs> it was dark mm. and now i'm in this bright empty cold room um mm. She was fine. I had actually like really, really low blood pressure after the procedure. So I had to go into like the OR recovery suite for a while as they were trying to like get my blood pressure back up. They were really worried about that. Um, I felt really woozy. Like, yes. like I felt like on the verge of passing out for a, at least an hour after the procedure. But then we went back to the recovery room and everything was fine and she was great. And she was also very hungry and so cute, so much dark hair and just chonk cheeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Julie was able yeah. to come to the hospital with my mom later that day. And so she met her on her birthday and it was just yeah. the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and it was a remarkably easy recovery for me that I'm really grateful for. Like, it was much easier recovering from my C-section than it was recovering from my birth with Julia. Um, yeah. So I was glad we planned for the C-section instead. It was a relief to me. <laughs> um, she is still pretty little, so it's kind of hard to tell, like, what she is like, except for... Um, she is the happiest baby, like, ever. She, mm -hmm. if she is not smiling and giggling and happy, she's asleep, basically. Um, those are her two moods, except for now, because she's teething, and she's like, this hurts, and what the heck? But um, she's been the easiest, best little baby, and we all obviously adore her so, so much. Yeah, because so. you're like, what? Are you going to we'll see be like she at becomes, that age, right? I think one of the things that is really cool mm -hmm. about the second one that you don't necessarily appreciate for the first, I wonder if you relate to this, Katie, is now that we've raised up a three-year-old, knowing that Thea and Evie will become right. that someday totally. is extra cool. That's really interesting to think about. Yeah. What are you going to be like? Yeah. Because now that we see so much personality and our girls are so awesome and they have their own, they are their own people. I'm like, wow, Thea is going to be like that someday. And I didn't have that conceptualization with Julia because I had never had a kid before. Yeah. It, does, it, it goes by fast. You know, like I think about from when, you know, Evie was like a baby baby. And now, like I said, she's galloping. <laughs> you know, it, it really it goes quickly yeah and everybody I, says that and I like get annoyed when people say it because I'm like yeah I know but like it really does <laughs> it really does because here I am saying it like just out of like 
spite. I, I'm like, yeah, but truly it does. I mean, it really does. You're not wrong. Like they say that for a reason. It mm -hmm. is a cliche, but it is true. There's, there was this, someone gave me this mug and it's a phrase I had heard before, but I got it on a mug at my baby shower for, uh, well, my work baby shower for Julia. Cause I didn't get to have a baby shower like a full blown one for Julia because of COVID. A work colleague gave me a mug that says the years are short, but the days are long. And that is not my experience. My experience is that the years are short, the days are shorter. Mm -hmm. It always feels like things are just flying by. Like we wake up and then we're mad dash to get them to daycare. And then at the end of the day, which is the longest part because I'm away from them, we get home and it's bedtime. Yeah. And you just have to have so much life in those couple hours on either side of the workday. Yeah. And the weekends fly by. And so to me, I'm like, time's just going so fast. Yes. Yes. Some days are long. Some, Some days are long. Yeah. Moments are long. Moments. That's a good way yeah. to put it. Moments are long. Some moments are quite long. Yeah. And, and what stinks about those is like, there's some times where I think like, oh, I wish I would have done that differently or, oh, I wish I would have reacted differently. That's really hard too. Oh my gosh, yeah. I know. Because I wish I could pause and I need to be better at pausing, but like just pause, think, and then kind of move forward. Um, because three-year-olds and three-year-olds are hard. They like, are. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's hard because they, they now like get it, you know, to a certain extent. And so point blank, Ira lied to me the other day. And so oh, wow. mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, have you gone potty yet? And she goes, yeah. And I go, Oh, did you go with Grammy or daddy? And she goes, daddy. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. And then I see Rich coming around the corner and he's like shaking his head. And I was like, and I was like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I don't know if, like, she went with him yesterday. So technically, like, yeah, she did go potty yesterday with mm -hmm. daddy, right? Or like, does she know I met like ten, 10 minutes ago? You know what I mean? So like, it was really hard. And I was like, hey, Ira, like, have you gone potty recently today? And then she would like thought about it. And then she was like, no. I was like, okay, okay. I, don't <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I, I don't know. Like, yeah, they haven't figured out to a certain extent, but I think they're also kind of testing, testing the water. I agree. Oh, I agree. I, yeah. So two is hard. We didn't start yeah. this podcast when they were two, but three isn't easier. It's different. Mm -hmm. The other day, Julia got upset with me i was talking to her about being safe while we were on the back patio uh, it was a concrete patio so we have to wear our helmet when we're riding our bike or our scooter on the back patio and julia is very sensitive to cr criticism like julia deflates whenever she feels like she might be in trouble even though she's never really been in trouble right she's just like I can't handle it. And she shuts down. And so 
I was talking to her and I realized she was doing it. So I tried a different tactic. I tried to like get down to her level and be like, part of my job as your mommy is to make sure that you're safe anytime I can. That's my job. And adults, trusted adults are allowed to tell you that are allowed to say, please don't do that. Or I can't let you do that. Trusted adults are allowed to say that to you. And she hit me in the face. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right in the face, just out of frustration and anger. She just like kind of slapped me a little bit. And so I was like, okay, we're going to have a minute. We're going to go take a minute. That's what we call taking a timeout. Basically it's just taking a minute. Yeah. She knew immediately she started crying. She was like, yeah. I'm so sorry. And I was like, we are still going to take a minute. And I sat her on the bed. I stayed there with her. We talked through it. We talked about using your words and why she felt like she wanted to hit me. And we talked about all of that. But I was like, wow, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Cause she's so sweet. You know, I just didn't see. And I'm like, wow, I, yeah, this is, there's challenges for sure. There <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like they're like, um, they're worse when they're either tired or hungry too. And oh, so yeah. sometimes I try to like stop in the moment if I'm like, if I'm getting frustrated, cause I'm like, oh, is it close to dinner time? Or, oh, is it mm -hmm. after dinner time before bedtime? Or like, did they not take great naps today? And it's like, it's so hard because you like want to have like consequences, right? But then also like their little bodies, if they're hungry or tired, like they're just hungry yeah. and tired. Like, of course they're frustrated. They're hungry and tired, right? Yeah, and it kind of feels a little bit like right now, they're always a little bit hungry or a little bit tired. <laughs> <laughs> like the times I'm seeing them when I'm not at work, yeah, they're both of those things. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Correct. <laughs> like they wake up and, and this is actually going to lead me into my next point of kids are freeloaders. They wake <laughs> up, they, they come out of the bedrooms and, the, and, and like immediately the first thing, snack, mm -hmm. snack, snack. Oh yeah. Like, it is 630. I'm oh, in the yeah. middle of you this like nice <laughs> gourmet eggs and Kodiak waffles. I'm sure and healthy you breakfast. Want, like, and then they'll go find like they'll find, I don't know, like a pouch of applesauce, which again yeah. is fine. But I'm like, that's a snack. We're going to eat breakfast. So yeah. immediately I feel like they wake up and I'm telling them no, but then it's uh, like, yeah, ah, if you could just wait 10 minutes, like we'll be done and we'll be eating. But how do you explain that to these adorable freeloaders? I, they are the cutest freeloaders of all time. I the best. I don't know how many times I have told Julia she cannot have something that is candy for breakfast. <laughs> I, endless number of times. Truly yeah. endless. Um, and I'm sure I'll just have to keep saying it. So I'll keep saying it. I wonder, this is something that worked okay at our house. Maybe something you could incorporate at yours is mm -hmm. when we are having meals, we need to eat something that is hot. We have to have something that is cooked. It's warm food. Like, Got it. Cause there's, cause Julia was able to disambiguate between the drawer, the snacks that we keep in her snack drawer that now she has access to. She's allowed to ask us for something and then go get it for herself. But when it is mealtime, we are sitting down to eat something warm, something we have cooked together. Yeah. Yeah. And like likely still not going to eat, 
the warm or hot food, but will attack. Oh, are they that still is- in it? What? They're still, they're still in it. They're still doing in- that. They're still in that. Like, I'm, I don't want to eat the thing you've prepared. I want to eat the snack. So I think Ira caught on pretty good yesterday and this was a pretty hard moment, but we had chicken breasts, green beans, and like, um, like a red beans and rice. Mm, and yeah. I also put a couple strawberries and I put a little cheddar cheese on there. Cause I was like, I always try to balance like some things that I know for sure they're going to eat. And then also mm-hmm. like try some other things. Right. Which I feel like is a good, honest attempt. Right. You're doing a great job. So <laughs> scarfs down the strawberries, scarfs down the cheese. And then is like all done. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. you have three other things that you haven't even tried on your plate. And she was like refusing, refusing. And I was like, okay, but when you leave this table, AKA my Yeti cooler, <laughs> there will be like no more snacks, no more meals until breakfast tomorrow. And she was like, okay. So Ooh. then we do all the other nighttime things and get her in bed. Um, and she goes, I'm hungry. I bet. In my head, I'm like, yep, that sucks, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, yeah, that that is, you probably are hungry because you ate. And then we kind of talked through the whole thing. And yeah. she's like, so I can't have anything till breakfast. And I was like, mm-hmm. And it was so hard because I was so like, no, because I literally don't care, right? Like, I don't care I if know. you house at 7 p.m., like, whatever. But I think it was like, there was something about the principle of like, oh, yeah, that's what I said. That was the expectation that I set. And like, now I have to hold that line. I have to stick and to like, my gun. She's fine, right? Like, she can go. 10 hours without eating like it's nighttime right she can. <laughs> but that was that was really hard but I was like oh. I feel like I'm setting setting boundaries for like other things too with like just that one moment right I love that for you I have been terrible at that terrible <laughs> David is so much better about being like there is a there is a an expectation I tell you what that expectation is, and then I stick to it. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good at that. But because I know I'm not good at it, I just approach it really differently for me. Sure. So my yeah, my expectations sure. look different. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's. But I think that's part of it too, right? Of like you, you know that that's maybe not your strong suit, so you have a different way of approaching stuff that you know works well, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, we, we had a really good chat. I definitely feel better about my coming to the end of the pumping journey. And I appreciate you for talking me through that. This is hard. It's all hard. It's all hard. It's great. Yeah. Well, um, we're your mom friends. We're your mom friends. You're my mom friend. You're my mom friend. 